0: Hi guys, welcome back! I'm so excited to have you guys here for another episode. Today I have a super special guest. Um, this is someone that I personally had the pleasure of sharing space with when it came to like working, and um, you guys know my first spa that I ever worked at. And so I'm really excited to have my guest, Derek Davenport on. He is the owner of Urban Routine Wellness, and it is just a super huge honor to have him here to share information with you guys. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Derek. How are you?
1: Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. It's wrapping up a busy day. So I'm, I'm super honored to be here and uh, joining you on your podcast.
0: Yay. Thank you so much. Welcome in. Welcome to the skin is in podcast where we've got, you know, the skin is in babes and they're listening in right now. These are new estheticians who are hungry for information. And so we're going to dive into it. So I know you are busy, Derek. Finding time to pin you down is nearly impossible. Like how, <laughs> how are you running? To... Oh, are you outside right now?
1: I'm Oh outside
0: gosh, fine. I'm literally right next to my window just kind of it's a nice day isn't it
1: it's beautiful out I'm just I'm a little worried because of it being 82 degrees already in April I cannot oh God, imagine I how hot our summer is gonna be what?
0: we're about to be naked this summer it's <laughs> yes it's gonna be so hot Oh my gosh, I was just talking to someone about that. So if you guys don't know, Derek is the owner of Urban Routine, and this is actually located in my city. And what's really special is, I mean, Derek does many things as a business owner, you know, he's out traveling, partnering with different skincare companies. Um, he's mentoring in the community. He's a sound healer, Reiki practitioner. Like, it's really crazy. How do you keep up?
1: You know, in at, I guess I'll, I'll back up. In the beginning, it seemed like a lot because I was running at the time one location before we expanded. And I've always kept a staff the last few years of, you know, 20 to 25 people, uh, mostly all estheticians, brand new out of school. That's my favorite, favorite to hire is brand new right out of school because they're hungry. They're excited. Um, but it was... Two years ago, I had a human design done, and you know, she walked me through like where I excel at, what I need to be doing as a manager and an owner. Um, and I learned that I don't have to do it all. Um, there are people that really enjoy things like spreadsheets, operations. You know, that's not me, I'm not a spreadsheet person. (laughs) As estheticians, you know, we were creative people. Um, And so we need to be free to create and that's where we excel. And so I learned to really give up anything that doesn't flow with me. Um, And so when I did that, that's when all of the things that I love most, like my personal training, my sound therapy, you know, I take clients full time still. So really every day I get to wake up and do exactly what I love and I'm not doing anything that I don't enjoy somebody else is doing that because they enjoy it and they're really Mm -hmm. good at it. So that's how I pivoted a few years ago. And ever since, and it's just, it's, I've seen myself grow because I don't wake up going, Oh, I've got to go do this today or this is on my spreadsheet or anything like that.
0: Yeah. I absolutely am obsessed with that because, Oh my goodness. I am just recently finding out about human design. I had no idea what it was before um, my last podcast episode, if you guys haven't listened to it, go check it out. But I had the owner of Seven's Aesthetics Skin Studio. It's located in Dallas. She's got a medi spa there. And she was asking me about what well, she was telling me about her human design. And I had never heard of it, Derek. It's twenty twenty three. Uh, I've never heard of it.
1: It will change your life.
0: <laughs> I feel like you know those like that movie butterfly effect. Like I feel like what's happening? I just got into some new information and I need to like really understand it. Um and so she actually mentioned, I think, um oh, you know what? I can't put my name on it, but I think uh Michaela or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's uh oh. Michaela McLean.
0: Yes, yes, okay. She mentioned her. And I'm so she's a good friend of mine. Really? (laughs) Yeah,
1: she's who did mine. And I've worked with her on some stuff. Yeah, she's amazing. Amazing.
0: Oh my gosh. Well that is so incredible. I just found out anything about human design. Um, if you guys haven't dived into it, I would really like just recommend like sitting down. Going down the rabbit hole and just like investing in yourself a little bit because man, it's very eye-opening for me. So I'm a manifesting generator. I guess okay. that's what my my type is. And so it's kind of funny because I always think about like being busy, right? But I function really well in what some would consider chaos a little bit. <laughs> I thrive. And it's kind of funny because, like, I create it, but then I also can like meet what needs to happen in the moment. I don't know. So I feel like I'm a baby and learning it, but I'm, I'm on the edge. I'm, I'm interested. I want to take a stick my toe in the deep end, you know, and find out what yes. there is.
1: It's so worth it. And you know, the what I learned from it is things that I thought I was supposed to be doing and that I was really good at. You mm-hmm. can still be good at it, but it's not it's not in your full 100% pleasure zone is what I call it.
0: Yeah. It, doesn't,
1: it, it wasn't, I can do it and be good at it, but it wasn't bringing me joy.
0: Mm.
1: So I just cut it out and gave it to someone else that it does bring joy to. Um,
0: and, and you it, feel like that's working really well for you. Oh,
1: 100%. Yeah, it, I mean, amazing. like I said, it changed. I feel like when that took place is really when my business took off and started to grow. Wow! Because I wasn't so tied down with all these mm-hmm. things that I could do, but I didn't want to do them, um, or I didn't enjoy it. So,
0: so when you mentioned that you, because um, I, I I like that you're talking about like what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy. So you mentioned that you love to hire new estheticians. Like you feel like that's when they're most hungry. Like what do you feel? Is something that you're one looking for when you're hiring a new esthetician and and why do you feel like you're comfortable to take that on because a lot of estheticians come to me and they tell me they're really struggling trying to find a spa that's going to give them an opportunity with little experience what would you what would you say to that
1: you know i think first and foremost it is a little bit of a curse and a blessing um you know i pride myself in developing top-notch estheticians where Um, you know, it, it's really good for the business, but then our industry is projected like this whole concept of you have to go and work for yourself. You have to start your own business. And, you know, it's safe to say not everyone's cut out for it and that's okay. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. some estheticians are going to do really, really well working for someone and grow within that company. And then there's others that, you know, do you have the motivation and are going to be really good at owning their own business. So, you know, I had to learn as a business owner that every new esthetician that I take in fresh out of school could potentially leave me. Um, And Mm. I've seen it firsthand. It didn't happen for a few years. But then when I introduced my new internship program, they all left um, to go start their own company. And, you know, at first I thought it was me. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, But it was really I had to shift my mindset that, you know, I'm developing the future. And, you know, the fact that they're leaving me to go open their own thing. I mean, I took the risk. I can't be upset that they're taking the risk as well. You know, I left corporate and started my own business. And so it's like, that's that's something as a business owner. And for anyone watching that's a business owner, you know, we have to know that. Um, because as a business owner, you can only pay someone so much before... You know that person has to decide what is best mm-hmm. for me in my career. You know, um, yeah. obviously, I'm gonna. The more I can give, the the more I will. Um, but there's a limit as a business owner with operations and stuff that you know, there there does. Well, reach right. A
0: point. You know, it does. I mean, we would all love to make all the money, but eventually, it does come to a place where you have to make that decision. i I had to make that decision in my own mm-hmm. journey that I've shared on my YouTube channel, you know, that um, Chandelier, the esthetician right on there. I share that publicly. I'm just talking about how hard it was for me to leave, you know, that spa because I really felt comfortable. I really liked what I was doing. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that, you know, whatever, it simply came down to money. And it came to a point where, you know, some people have it and some people don't. And I think everybody can have it. It's just, do you want to have it like that? You know, and if you don't, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. You don't have to go and open your own business. There's so many other avenues that you can go down. But for me, I felt ready to do that because yeah. I, I run a YouTube channel. So I, I also, you know, I'm doing this podcast. I do a couple brand operations. And so there's other things that I do that can help me earn a revenue, so I'm not solely just in this in that regard. So that's why I kind of made that decision. But it did come down to money, and I just felt comfortable. Um, but I I'm so grateful for my beginning because it taught me so much. I needed it, and I'm glad somebody took a chance on me. So, you know, what do you feel like you're looking for in those estheticians when they're coming to you?
1: You know, I when I do my hiring process, it's actually really unique and different. And I've taken a lot of heat for it in the past from other business owners and going through different programs is that I let the esthetician decide if they want to work for me. Um, I give them my employee handbook, you know, Mm. all my agreements they have to sign before they even decide if they want to come and work for me. So I'll do the interview process. What I'm looking for is just that fire, that spark in their eyes that they really believe in this industry because this industry is very hard and you're going to get out of it what you put into it. You know, I can coach you. I can give you everything that I can possibly give, but until you take that information and put your personality and your flair into it, you know, you're going to struggle. And, you know, I see new estheticians that come on board for me where, you know, they take off, they use the information, you know, they're active, they're engaged, you know, and then I see Mm -hmm. others that, you know, maybe have two other jobs or another job that's more of their priority where, you know, it is slower for them to build. Um, Yeah. You know, so I look for just that fire, you know, how bad do you want it? You know, everyone comes out of school, they're burnt out. School was not their favorite. I mean, school's (laughs) there to just kind of teach you the foundations. It's like, it's laying the cement, you know, to your, to your house that you're going to build, but we're constantly learning and growing. And, you know, you have to be good at science. (laughs) They don't stress this enough is that you have to be (laughs) In the love and invested in science and biology chemistry all of that and if you do that you'll excel so far in our industry but you know our industry has become this glorified thing of like oh we we pop zits for a living and we we make people look good it's like it's so so beyond that so and Mm -hmm. i'm not a trends i don't (laughs) i stay away from the trends um you know i know they're there but i I pull back from the trends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like it's working too. I mean, you just launched your second location. Like, what do you feel like was one of your best resources to get you to this point?
1: Um, you know, really, it's my, it was myself. Um, and that oh, might sound yeah. selfish. but <laughs> I love but that it, it, was.
0: Day. Yes, it was yourself. <laughs>
1: And I and I don't mean that in a selfish way, but you have to believe in yourself. And I've always believed in myself. That even when I was in school, you know, almost every school makes you do your dream spa, and Mm -hmm. mine was a wellness center. And when I first set off to be a business owner, and you know, I went from making over eighty thousand dollars a year to like maybe a hundred dollars a week. I mean, I didn't have a clientele when I started. It was just, you know, my husband believed in me and then I had to believe in myself. And then, you know, I reached a point where I could feel this wellness concept just pulling at me and pulling at me and a space came open. I was ready to expand to a different part of town. And so, yeah, I think the first resource was just myself, knowing that I could do it, knowing that even if I failed, I took the chance. I'll always be proud of that. And I can learn and grow from it because we always have ourselves to fall back on. You know, maybe my big concepts don't work out. Worst case scenario is I can still go and be a solo esthetician and I'm not going to lose any clientele at that point. Um, so that was my first. And then it was my probably my Goldman Sachs program that I did in 2021. Um, it was a 13 week grueling program. I mean, it was brutal in a good way, but also it was hard. <laughs> okay. It was hard. And you literally rip apart your business. You develop your growth plan within the first few weeks, and then you dissect your business to make sure it's on track for your growth plan. You're working with tons of entrepreneurs across the country, all in different fields. Um, it was probably the best thing that I've ever done for my business and myself. But it also is very painful in a healthy way. Yeah. Um,
0: it was like you needed to to do it. Like you needed to rip off the band-aid. You needed to look at the ugly, the ugly part of your business.
1: Yeah, because we I mean we tend to hide it, you know, some things like money. I could have yes. the most money in the world and I would still stress about money. So when it comes to financials, I've learned that I don't want to do it. Even for my family, I don't touch my financials. My husband does it all. Um, he's taken it over for the business. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to see it. I just want to know what we need to do to grow. And that's my focus. So that, those are probably the two resources that have gotten me to this point was that program and then just believing in myself that I could do it.
0: Wow, that's inspiring. That's really good. Because I mean, those are, I mean, I've heard about this Goldman Sachs program. My my really good friend, Julie with Circadia she uh, has went through this program as well recently, and it looked really interesting. I'm in something not 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 specific to that, but I'm going through something called the Worth Up Alliance for a grant for my business, and it has been emotional. It's a five week program, and then I go to pitch, and I'm pitching this Sunday actually. So, wish me luck. But you're gonna I, rock it. Thank you, babe. I feel really confident. And you know, I know what I wanna do with my business. And I, what I really liked about going through this is I kind of was approaching my business. I was approaching it from a perspective of like, I really wanna do well in this. I wanna serve my client, but now I'm really thinking about it from more of a business mindset. And like, how do I copy paste? How do I replicate this? How do I, you know, whatever. So, and just grow and continue to educate myself and um it was emotional (laughs) I cried a lot
1: (laughs) oh I cried I almost quit eight weeks in I was like I can't I just I can't do it it's too much (laughs) like and I was like you know what no like this is this is going to teach me something and so I've got to stick it out and I reframed my mindset know i put in more work because i was doing the the minimum they required and then i was like you know what i'm not going to get anywhere by just doing the minimum i've never done the bare minimum in life so
0: Mm -hmm. i was like i'm not
1: going to start now and so i reframed i went back to the beginning actually i redid all my assessments and assignments and i put in that extra work and that's when it clicked and i was like okay like i've got this now it makes sense i'm on board i'm not lost um So, and it was, it was, it's knowing that when you, I mean, I think everyone needs to go through as many business programs as they can. I had a business coach for five years, um, you know, and it's just all the different angles and um, perspectives are so good because you can take some, you can leave some. I mean, it's, it's important to have. And, you know, that's another thing with our industry. I see burnout happen all the time because When you go solo, it's all on you. Like I provide tons of continuing education, any chance I get for my team. But when you're solo, you have to want to do that education and seek it out. You know, thankfully I've established enough connections in the industry that, you know, I am kind of just given continuing education left and right for me and my team. Um, But you don't get that as a solo esthetician for a while. Um, You know, I know, I mean, I you're killing it with working with brands and starting those partnerships, but you know what it's taken to get there. It was never, you didn't open your studio and these brands came flooding, you know, you had to create the awareness for you and your brand. And that's hard. That's very hard.
0: Yes, it really is. Oh my gosh. You know, um, I think about the people who come to me and say they're, you know, they want to quit their job. They're ready to do it. And I just, my response is i just hope you like working for yourself then because yeah. <laughs> like it's so incredibly hard i don't and i mean not even like a negative mindset like i'm not even attaching hard with negativity i'm saying hard in the sense like you have to grind it out there are just moments where all you have to do is show up anyways like you don't want to, but you need to, because that's what the difference is of you paying your bills and not paying your bills. Like, do you want it? Are you trying to be there for your clients? Are you seeking out the education? Are you making excuses for yourself? Um, When, when people are like, well, there's just nothing available. Like, Hey, are we looking for it? And, and, and you can't say, well, I don't know how to edit. I had to teach myself these things. No, I didn't have a, a coach or a trainer in terms of like somebody coming and sitting down and telling me how to edit a video i went to youtube and i started watching how to edit and i'm imagining when you said you had yourself you educated yourself am i wrong yeah
1: (laughs) right no not at all i mean
0: because you needed to yeah
1: and i loved science my first actual i mean my first passion was i wanted to be a doctor and I decided to stay in sports in college instead of going the um, going pre-med but so I've always loved science and so mm-hmm. when I realized that I could use so much of like my knowledge and do so much education in science in this industry that's when I was like okay this is gonna be so fun oh my and then I was able to help my clients on a deeper level because I really understood what was happening. With the skin, with ingredients, understanding formulations. Um, and that's when it that became fun for me.
0: Ooh. So let's explain this concept of a wellness center. So, you know, a lot of us think like European spa, medi spa, you know, we've got plastics. Like, wellness center is an interesting concept. And I think for our particular area, it's very intriguing because. We are kind of late to the party on a lot of things, <laughs> um, yeah. but how do you feel you would best describe what it is that you guys offer? Well,
1: it actually started when, you know, I was helping people with their skin, but we all have had those clients where it's just not working and you reach a point where you're like, well, it worked on this client. It's not working on you. And then... When I first started in the spa industry, I was running a holistic spa in Dallas. It was one of Dallas's highest rated spas, super quaint, five rooms, but super busy. And I learned, I fell into energy work, crystal healing, Reiki. And I remembered how it shifted people's lives. And it became, they weren't coming in just for a service. They were coming in to feel a difference and that's what I craved. And I reached a point to where I finally was like, you know, I wanna dive deeper into energy work and then personal training because I wanna know how the body moves. Like how can we shift these channels inside the body to get the results on the surface? Because everything that we see when we look at someone is a mirror to what's going on on the inside. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's when I shifted my focus that product is important and this isn't me saying like skincare is not important. Obviously, it's super important. Obviously, but your skincare is more effective when you approach the body from an internal to external point. You know,
0: absolutely. How is
1: how is the client moving? Well, obviously, you know, if somebody's more sedentary, that's sitting around all the time, we have poor circulation in the skin, so we mm-hmm. need to find products that are going to increase circulation in the skin to get those, that same result as if they were moving and active. So we can counteract the lifestyle by knowing ingredients and how to work with them. And so then I was like, well, I got my personal training license in 2021. I've been an athlete my whole life and I fell in love with coaching. I did an internship mm-hmm. for about eight months last year with one of Wichita's like top trainers and then I started working and subbing for her. And I was like, just when I would be on my own, it was a totally different learning experience than when I was with her in a very positive way. I realized (laughs) they had to learn their power. And so all that is to answer the question of that's where the wellness concept came from is we're helping people regain their power. We're teaching them. We're teaching them wellness from the inside out, from movement, to ingredients, you know, to lifestyle. It's all encompassed under the word wellness. Um, you know, and that's where that's kind of where we just grew from is we're more than skin, we're more than body, we're movement, you know, we're diet, we're energy. We're all the
0: things. We are all the things. Yes. Don't put us all in a things. box. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's incredible. That is just I adore it. Like that is such a great perspective because I think sometimes you are kind of like, are you an acne specialist? Like, what what, are you, what do you do? What specifically is your specialty? And you're kind of saying like, our specialty is you. Um, yep. Urban routine, right? So <laughs> that's such a great um, mindset. And I think it flows so naturally for your business. So it's no wonder that you guys are doing as incredible as you are, so. Um, I know there's been some struggles. I know that there have been some (laughs) obstacles, right? Like, it's not all just great. What do you feel like, if you don't mind exposing a little bit of that vulnerability with us, what do you feel like is your biggest failure? And you know, how did it, I I don't like the term failure because nothing Mm -hmm. is a failure. You try it, you do it, and that's successful, you learn. So how did that obstacle propel you?
1: So, I think the biggest obstacle that my brand faced was, you know, I, I was a heavy drinker. Um, I was, I, I mean, I was an alcoholic. And, you know, when I first started my brand in the first really three years that it was open, we're, we're going on almost six years now. So, um, the first three years, it was fun. Like, I would take my team out. We would drink. We would party. You know, we'd have after hours back at the spa sometimes. And then I stopped drinking. I accepted that I had a problem and I decided to change that for my health and wellness. It wasn't healthy for me. And then my husband and I started the process of adoption and foster care. And so obviously these children coming into my home, I didn't want them coming into our home and being like, well, you're doing the same thing that my parents were doing. Why, why is it better for me to live with you than with them? And so I had to make that change both for myself, I mean, for myself first, for my children and family second. And so when that happened, obviously I changed, you know, Mm -hmm. I learned to accept all the flaws that I had. I had to face a lot of demons from my past, Um, you know, diving into energy work, you have to do that. And so I think the biggest hurdle that I faced is that staff that had been with me through that still wanted that part of me. They didn't openly say it, but I could see it. And when the accountability kicked in, when I finally, you know, had to reel things in and be like, okay, look, I was way too lenient. You know, I want my business to grow. And so I have to have accountability. That's when I guess my biggest hurdle that I faced as a business owner happened. Um, Mm. You know, I lost staff, I had to terminate staff. Um, which is never easy losing someone or having to let someone go, but, you know, my business supports my family and anything that is going to go against that, there's no place for it. And so while I still have a fun, upbeat, energetic brand, you know, everyone knows the rules and we're going to do this, but we're going to do it in a very professional way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was one of the biggest struggles I had, you know, the second and I mentioned it in the beginning was losing staff. You know, I pour everything I can into every person that I hire. And, you know, when they come to you fresh out of school or very little experience and they decide to leave, that's hard because I've put six years into building my brand. And that's a Mm -hmm. lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of my creativity the business coaches I've paid, the programs I've paid for. And so, you know, you have to protect your brand. And that's something that I was afraid to do in the beginning. I argued with my business coach all the time. I'm not going to do no competes. I'm not going to do confidentiality agreements. And then I started to lose staff that was going to open their own place and then take my clients, you know, or take the clients with them. And I agree, you know, you are building your books, but you have to think of all the resources that we're putting into that to create mm-hmm. the space for you to work in. We're paying marketing. I have a social media manager. Um, you know, we we do the outreach. We're taking the hits on the discounts to build your books. So that was a, another big hurdle was holding staff accountable to my contracts. I mean, I have to. Um, yeah. It's the integrity of your brand. And I fought so hard for so long against business owners, very successful business owners that would tell me that I needed to do this. And then wow. I started to take the hit and um, you know, that's when I had to put my foot down and have these things in place to protect the knowledge that I'm giving.
0: Oh well, yeah. And number
1: two, the brand I've built. Oh
0: my so those are my two
1: biggest hurdles, but it has gotten easier and you know, again, before I hire anyone, they get all the paperwork. And if they decide it's not for them, then I understand respectfully. But you're working for me, you do really. It is almost like going through another level of education. So um, yeah, those are my two very hard hurdles that I've had to face.
0: Well, thank you for being so transparent with all of us. I know we all Mm -hmm. appreciate it. And it's not easy to to talk about what, you know, could be perceived as a struggle or a blemish of some sort. I have those same issues. I share them all the time <laughs> because honestly, I think it's healing for me to know that like I am human and, you know, if you prick me, I bleed and, um, and same, I, I've talked about this in another episode, it hasn't been released yet. But this is going to be in a series that gets dropped. And so it's a pretty fun perspective when you get to hear it all. But um, I have made some poor business decisions. And Mm -hmm. you learn a lot from that, you know, you really do you, you just, you know, you can't make everybody happy, even though that is the goal. At the end of the day, you have to realize like, Well, what am I trying to do? And what is my intention? And I think for me, a big shift in business was when I came from a mindset of I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you what I've done. And when I come from that perspective, it's like I'm not trying to tell you what is going to work. I'm just saying, hey, this is what's working for me. Maybe you should try it. Maybe put yourself out there, share your passions. Um, And that for me happens to be sharing a lot of what has been failures for me in business. I used to own a beauty supply store, closed that. um, And I learned a lot of things in that. And so I think it's just important that, yes, you do protect your business. You protect your time as well. Um, I really like the perspective of asking them, do they want to work for you? Because oftentimes we're going into interviews and we're like, I hope they hire me, but I really try to tell other SDs like, shift your mindset like is this a place that you see yourself thriving is this a place that you feel like is going to pour back into you what you give to them because it is an equal exchange and if you don't feel like that's what you're getting when you come then what are what are we doing we're not hoping that we get the job we're expecting to get the job you've learned you're knowledgeable but Does this work for you? And one thing that I really love about your guys' model, obviously I haven't personally went through it myself or anything, but um, I was there, right? You (laughs) were were there. You're
1: an honorary employee for a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I will claim it. (laughs) Um, But I really loved how much education you guys gave. I just, as a new SD, like that is what sets my spirit on fire. Like I I do want to know the formulations. I want to know the science behind it. Like, let's look at it from a different damn perspective. Because, you know, when you're working at a place and they don't have that hunger for you, you do still even there have to go find it for yourself, bring brands to the spa. Like, I found myself doing that. And I was looking around and I was like, man, here they are really (laughs) learning some stuff. Like I want that same thing. And so I, I love that perspective and it's good to protect your business. And then people understand the level of expectation when they're coming in. Like this isn't a friend, like it is a great friendship and we can build bonds. But at the end of the day, like this is a place of business and we are going to hold ourselves accountable. We're not going to show up to work whenever, you know, if the time frame yeah. is this, that's when we're doing it. Um, and that's what sets us aside because we get a bad rep, like just people booking appointments in general get a horrible reputation for ridiculous booking requirements but when you really uphold your end of the bargain they're not ridiculous they're standards for your business
1: absolutely and you know i think it's important to know too when you go and work for someone is that you know when you if you leave you know I'm not shutting my business down because somebody left. I've still got to, I mean, again, I have five children I've got to take care of here. I mean, my husband now works for the brand. So this is on both of us to make this work for our family. So, you know, I think sometimes people think that when they leave, we're just going to close up shop and be like, Like it
0: ain't stopping. I'm like, we got to
1: keep going, boo. Like
0: we've still got
1: rent to pay bills to pay. I mean, I'm sorry. first comes at the same time
0: every month. Listen. Yeah.
1: And it, I mean, it hurts no matter Mm -hmm. if you've been with me a month, two months, three years, four years, like it, it hurts to see people leave, but if they're leaving for a good reason, then it makes me that much more excited for them. But with that being said, I still have to protect my business and the integrity of the brand as well, too. So I'm not going to obviously throw a big celebration and let you, you know.
0: We gotta keep moving, boo. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the boots you know. is going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is sad. It's never easy. I mean, I've before I was in corporate and I've had to hire and fire many people. And I always think about hiring as giving someone an opportunity to come in and work and, you know, be a part of something. But also when you do have to make that decision, like, okay, we're gonna have to let you go. Like, I think about ending someone's livelihood so I don't yeah. take it with a grain of salt. It's not something that you're just like, okay, well, this is just what we're doing today because it's Tuesday. No, you, you know, there have been multiple occurrences and actions and it's really not on you. It happens to be like, whatever the reason that it comes to that, that is the reason. And that's what it is. And that alone. Um, yeah. And this is the course that we've ran. So this is the decision and the outcome. And uh, it's tough. I don't, nobody ever wishes this, but I wish you the best and I'm going to do my best. And you just keep on moving and head held high. Even in this industry, you're going to get a lot of no's. Like you said, it's tough. There are so (laughs) many things to (laughs) overcome. It can't be all, you know, you just got to strike it from multiple angles.
1: Well, and it's like I said earlier is what you get in or what you put in, you're going to get out. You know if you just want to clock in take clients and go home okay like they're there you can do that that's totally fine but you know again when you're in a commission setting you control your pay yeah you know i can push you as much as i can but at the end of the day how much and i tell my staff this how much money do you want to make there's formulas for it like you can you can create your paychecks
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, I pay myself only on the services I provide. I've never taken extra money from my business. I've always invested that back in. So I'm a commission employee. So I run my schedule just like how I would any of my staff. I'm like, okay. I am going to, this is the check that I need to make. So here's how I'm gonna get there.
0: Yeah, so I you're mean, in, you're in control. In Right there yeah. and letting them know, like, hey, we got to get out there and be aggressive. So, when you're, let's think about like building clientele for a second, because I feel like your freaking clients, dude, they are the most loyal. <laughs> low they are some baddies over there, aren't they? <laughs> they? They are. They are some cutie pies. They are so adorable. I just loved, they would just have conversations while you're doing services. Like, they are there to get the Derek experience. Yeah. What do you feel is your number one, like, contributor? What is your secret to, like, building your clientele and keeping them coming back and loyal?
1: You know, first, it's I stopped looking at my clients' paychecks. Um, and this was many years ago. This is when I first fell into sales. Um, that... There was a statement that was said to me by a sales trainer one time, and I think I was like 20, I was 19 or 20 years old. And she said, if you sell out of your pocket, your pocket will never get bigger. And if you look your client as dollar signs, they'll never be more than that to you. And so that shifted my focus to where, I mean, I care about every single person in my clinic, whether they're my client or not. You know, you're coming into my brand and I want you to feel heard. I want you to feel seen. But it's, we bridge that gap to where I'm not just taking care of your skin. I'm taking care of your whole life. I'm going to help you become a better mom, a better woman, a better husband, a better dad, better sister, aunt, whatever it might be. Like, that's our goal is we're going to help empower you through wellness and, um, And it's when I really stopped and, you know, I've always listened to my clients, but, you know, diving more into energy work is I started little things like my meditation work, my sound therapy, and they left feeling a difference in their body and not Mm -hmm. just their skin. I've got their skin taken care of. Everyone knows that from me at this point is... I can fix your skin.
0: The skin is fine. Okay. The skin, yeah. it's The it's, skin is it, in, baby. The skin yeah. is in. Wait. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know, it's it's there. I mean, it's just like you. I mean, I've watched you grow to where I know you can do anything with someone's skin. You've got that on lockdown. Aww. Now we, what? Now what are we going to do? We've got to help you from the inside out. We're going to make you feel amazing. We're going to empower you. We're going to make you the best human that you could possibly be. Um,
0: You know, it's giving them tools like
1: here's some breath work, you know, here's, you know, apply your product while you're doing this. Um, You know, I was in New York city last week for work and I um, was doing sound therapy with everyone. And I was helping them understand that we power up our products. When you first buy a product you're buying it because you believe in what it's going to do. Let's say a brightening serum, for example. Yeah. You buy that. And when you put it on in the beginning, you're going, this is going to brighten my complexion. And what does it do? It brightens your complexion.
0: Absolutely. But
1: then it becomes a monotonous product in your routine. And you stop telling yourself this product's going to brighten my skin. And then you stop seeing results. So everything we do is energy and power. And so it's helping them understand when you put this product on, tell yourself what it's doing. And that creates more magic within your, within your product. So we move away from nine, ten, you know, step routines to maybe three or four. Yes. Because you're believing in those three or four products versus piling them so high in your bathroom, you suddenly
0: don't want to buy product anymore because it's not working. So And your client Um, appreciates you, you know, not selling something that's not necessary. Um, These are things that they're buying because you have now shown them the need and what it's going to do for them. And they're like, you know, I need this because this is what Derek is saying is going to help me. I trust him, I trust his leadership, his guidance. He's helping me from an overall perspective. And that's not okay. Well, now you just walked out of the room, let's get you some products. Mm -hmm. That's a completely different experience. And you're not even talking cost at this point. We're not even like, Oh, how much is this sunscreen It's $80? Like, what? We're not even in that conversation, because they hear the need and you're coming already from that perspective. So they appreciate it and trust you. And that is how you build loyalty. Mm -hmm. You guys, I hope you hear what he's saying in that, because it is just, oh, that is a, if you get nothing from this podcast, and I know y'all are writing notes, and you're taking some gems down, you need to understand and digest that your client, thinking about it from your client's perspective will truly change everything. And I have learned so much, just from getting a facial from you, dude, like, (laughs) that's what's so crazy, (laughs) just from getting a facial, I was like, oh, Cause I know I give a good facial, like, you know, not even from a cocky kind of way. I know I do because I love it. I love the way that it's not just the facial is the overall experience. People come in heavy and I make them lighter. Mm -hmm. So I know I give a good facial, but boy, when I got that facial, I was like, okay, there's some things, there's some things to learn (laughs) grasshopper. So I, I love that about your brand in general.
1: Thank you. And I encourage, you know, go out and get, when I first started, I would get facials from several estheticians in town Mm
0: -hmm. just to
1: experience something different. I mean, I've picked up little things from every every one of them here and there and you spin it and make it your own. That's all life is. You know, yes, there are people creating new things, but ultimately life is about learning things and then incorporating your personality and your perspective. And I was, we were talking about something earlier and there's a book I read a few years ago. That's like, people don't get lucky. You know, we look at celebrities or, you know, we're bombarded with all these celebrity estheticians now. And it's like, they didn't get lucky. We all have the same power. They just believed in themselves and made it happen. Sure. They may be met a connection here or there, but we can do the same thing. It's all about what we want to put into it. You know, I, uh, I am very fortunate now to travel and work on beauty editors from all the major magazines, um, influencers, major influencers from TikTok, And, you know, I was talking with the two girls that I travel with that, you know, help keep me sane and put all this on from the, from (laughs) cosmetics. And I was thinking back to like when I first started with the brand, you know, I had to invest in, I was active on the Facebook groups. I did, you know, lives promoting the product before they even came to me and said, Hey, do you want to partner closer with the brand? I had to put myself in the mindset that I was already doing that with the brand. Um, And so that's something that I just want to like push into every new esthetician listening is, you know, you're hearing Chandelay talk about her success. You're hearing me talk about my success. And it's like, we didn't get lucky. We just found that power inside of us and we knew that we could do it. And every one of you can be where we are and higher. It's just waking up every day and going, like, I'm good at what I do. I'm going to make it happen today. And it'll work.
0: It works. And it works. It works just like that. What an amazing way to end it. Oh, gosh. If you guys aren't feeling inspired to go out, and y'all better go post something. You better go read a book, girl. (laughs) I'm currently (laughs) reading a book called Black Skin. It's a, it's a really good book. I am really digesting it. You guys keep yourself sharp. Like Derek said, believe in yourselves. Derek, do you have, um, actually, you know, before you go do you have a book that you'd recommend?
1: Oh gosh, I am the worst with books because anytime I see a book I wanna read, I buy it. And I have like 30 <laughs> books on my list right now. But the one book that changed my life was called The Big Leap. Um, and you learn about operating in your zone of excellence or your zone of genius. And your zone of genius is being, like I talked about in the beginning, doing everything that you love every single day. That's your zone of genius. We have our zone of excellence, but our zone of genius is where we need to thrive. So The Big Leap, read it. It'll change your life. It's like when I do business coaching now, that's the number one book that I'm like, read this first. Once you're done with it, then we'll dive into all of your coaching
0: that oh so that's good. a good tip there there's a resource you guys so how can they connect with you because i know you offer a lot of services guys derek is just a wealth of knowledge how can they reach you and and just yeah pick your brain
1: so um you can follow any of my locations um on instagram at urban routine wellness and then at urban routine wellness tall grass And then my professional Instagram, which I'm sure you'll tag and post at Derek (laughs) underscore urban routine wellness. Those are the easiest ways um, to connect with me. Um, you know, if you're in Wichita, we do shadow opportunities, um, completely free. We don't charge for those, but you can come in, you can hang out with me for the day. Um, you can learn, you can shadow, you don't have to be a potential employee for us. Um, we offer shadowing all the time. So, and then I do offer, um, business coaching one-on-one
0: okay you guys there so, you go yeah. that's the information you guys better catch up with them um as you guys know you don't have to go anywhere this is just the fun is going to keep on going check out the next episode obviously we're always dropping gems you guys can connect with me on my social medias you know Chandelier the esthetician my name is chandelay on Instagram. And I just appreciate every single one of you who's ever shared or liked or has messaged or commented. I see them all, and I love it. And I'm just thankful because without you, there'd be no me. Um, I'm thankful for, obviously, my community and my wife and my family, and I hope you guys are saying what you're grateful for and you're looking yourselves in the mirror and you're telling you that you are proud of you because you are doing it. And I will see you guys next time. Check out the next episode. Thank you again, Derek, for being here. And uh, Thank yeah. you. Bye, guys. All right. Hold on. I'm just going to end.